to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and joining me tonight, I have a drummer uh, from a rock band that is formerly known as the Red Flags. Now they're called Jazz Core Friction. Um, they're based out of Janesville, and they've got a new record that's coming out on the 24th called Hemipenes. I hope I said that right. That's correct. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. Um, so I'm excited to talk to him a little bit about his passions, artistry, and why he does what he does, as well as what the band is up to. Uh, thank you very much, Jonah Wilson, for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, man. You bet, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. How are you? I'm peachy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't know. I kind of just do the same thing every day. You know, I kind of just like sit inside. It's freeze. It's fucking cold as balls outside. <laughs> like, I tried to go on a walk earlier, but like my headphones keep like, they like start um, when it gets like too cold out. My headphones always like start like go cutting in and out. Yeah. And, and my, my, car, my car does that in the cold. Yeah. It sucks. I hate it because I like going on walks is like a big deal for me, you know? So, uh, yeah, it, 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 home. yeah it, it really ruins everything. I like what you said. Um, just kind of doing the same stuff sort of every day. I, I can totally relate to that. Got the full-time job, got the band stuff afterwards. It's, it's always just pretty much a matter of trying to do the same stuff in a different way is what I found. So, <laughs> yeah, which is, which is the part, trying to do it in a different sort of fashion rebrand your everyday stuff right <laughs> yeah yeah you kind of have to like work with what you have you know oh yeah um, <laughs> yeah do the same thing every day but then lower your standards and then repeat process pretty much <laughs> um, so jonah what we talk about on mr nice guy we talk love and fear passion and creativity and um so I'm ashamed to say I've never seen the red flags now jazz core friction. Um, I know you guys played out a bunch, like when shows were still a thing, but you know, I heard great things. Um, Alan from breaking and entering is a huge fan of you guys. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've, I mean, we've been connected on social media for a while. I know we know a lot of the same people. You were courteous enough to ask me to do a little PR for you recently, which I really appreciated. Um, well, I, uh, likewise, I appreciate you doing that too. Oh yeah, man. Just trying to secure the bag in different ways, as we're saying, like <laughs> we're talking about making things interesting. Um, you know, if you can secure the bag from the safety of your bedroom, that's a win. <laughs> there you go. Winning. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> so I've been looking forward to like actually talking to you, getting to know you. Um, so we'll start here. Uh, so are you like born and raised in Janesville? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Um, still, uh, still living here. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a good community for me. Um, I've noticed the music scene around Janesville. It's not apparent on the exterior, but when, when you delve in, it's like they're, they're looking for a lot of original artists. Um, and when they do come about, 
people are very, very uh, attentive, which is I'm, I'm grateful for. So uh, it's almost like a it's almost like an untapped um, sort of uh, sort of uh, thing for original artists. So it's it's actually quite exciting and it's 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 working out good. And it doesn't mean we can't play out of town. I mean, right now it's, you know, you know, 2020 kind of changed that a little bit. But but I mean, yeah, the Janesville community, as far as the music scene, it's 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 pretty vibrant here more than people think. Interesting. Dope. I yeah, I've never really been in Janesville, but um, yeah. but hey, I mean, uh, um, that's good to know. Um, yeah, uh, 2020 definitely did uh, pivot a lot of things for us here. But oh, yeah. it's been cool to see that, you know, that your band has still been uh, breathing a lot of fresh air into uh, Southeast Wisconsin rock Uh you know, recently. So and we're going to talk about that in a bit. But first, sure. so Jonah, uh, tell me a little bit about your musical background. When did you start playing? When did music kind of like, like, what was the role it really had with you uh, growing up? Okay. Um, well, uh, uh, since I was a kid, I've been a part of a very musical family. My uh, dad back in the 70s was in a band with his older brother. Um, and, uh, he picked it up from his family and, uh, that's just kind of moved down. I've been, I've been a huge Rush fan since I was in the womb. You know, I've been listening to a lot of classic rock, uh, growing up. And, um, when I was younger, I really enjoyed music, but the, the drums and everything kind of stuck out to me. So that's why I brought up Rush and Led Zeppelin. Like those are kind of the first bands because my dad would, when he would be running the car, he'd be having the classic rock stations on. And that's kind of how I really fell in love with the drums originally. <clears throat> and probably when I was about in high school and drums, I messed around because my dad always had a kit set up and around. I'd always kind of messed around, knew a few beats, but then um, in high school, uh, my uh, older brother, Sam, um, invited me to play drums for his band called Run Your Mouth. And I did that for like a year. And then in high school, I wasn't, I wasn't at a point where I was permanently playing drums. I didn't know that that was what I really wanted to be doing. So I took a long hiatus from it. And then uh, I'd say about a year after I graduated, my little brother, Gabe, couldn't put down his guitar. And uh, he, had a, he had a bass player and a drummer, but the drummer was pretty flaky and decided to not, and decided to quit. So I I had a drum kit at the house. They practiced at the house. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll drum for you guys until you find another one, you know? And then they never found another one. I was having too much fun and it kind of just took off from there. And yeah, five years later, we've been, we've been doing it. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's tight. Um, yeah. Um, I was a big Zeppelin fan too. That was like my first like real band that I was like, really truly into when I was like 11 years old sure um there's just so much to be said about rock drummers from the 70s 80s you know big big drum kits <laughs> like not as far as quantity of drums but also the size of their drums as well <laughs> I think uh John Bonham was playing on a like a marching band bass drum is, is what it looked like in some some live footage that I've seen oh yeah 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 dude that shit's killer yeah, I, I was in and out of drumming. I knew I was a good drummer, 
but uh, I was in and out of it on a almost yearly or monthly basis from time to time. And um, now the last six years, I've been playing it more consistently and it's, I couldn't, I, I don't, I couldn't go back. I don't think I couldn't see myself doing anything else. It's, it's just too much fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad I decided to do that. And uh, Gabe as well, he's been improving, but yeah, no, about six years. It's, it's been. Oh yeah. Hey, you're, you're a kid that likes to hit things. And now you're an adult that gets to hit things. <laughs> there you go. Yep. Gabe, Gabe, Gabe will do all the musician work, and uh, I just kind of hit shit. So. <laughs> yeah, man. Cathartic. Um, dope. Uh, so where did the name The Red Flags, like, originally come from? Well... And what I'm going to tell you here is going to be kind of partly why we changed the name down the road. Um, the Red Flags originated from a, a talent show that Gabe had his freshman year. He had me on drums and my older brother, Sam, on bass. And we played an original and we played a Black Keys cover and we played a White Stripes cover. So and we didn't have a name. So we just went with the Red Flags just to kind of combine the two. And mm -hmm. then... Uh, Years to come, well, no, I mean, not years to come, but um, we decided to uh, just keep the name because we didn't know what else to call it. And people were telling us that they really liked it. So we kept it for all these years. But um, we kind of wanted to step away from it just because of the, originate, the origination of the name. And then also just kind of the change that we've done since we started playing. And yeah, that's just the tip of the iceberg of why we changed stuff up. But yeah, you, we're, we're going to be get into that later probably but yeah no yeah. Um, that's that's where that's where the name the red flags came from originally was a talent show where we had a black keys cover a white stripes cover and an original and just kind of combined those two things and yeah i get yeah i get that for sure um yeah well honestly yeah if, if uh, you don't mind kind of explaining jazz core friction and like where that name came from and why like you felt it was appropriately like a change stylistic change as well as an aesthetic change if you will sure. yeah yeah um stylistically definitely we've we've uh, moved up in skill level and ability to structure songs so much um the name was kind of biting at gabe um, for a long time and he didn't communicate it to me for a little while because I mean he, he might have hinted it to me for a while but um eventually he was really pressing it on to me and it, it, it did kind of start to come to my attention uh we we do kind of need to change because we have changed we've almost 180 in style but also um the red flags is is a taken name mm. um it's very difficult to look up mm. uh if you Google red flags, basically what you're going to get is a bunch of fucking YouTube videos of how your boyfriend or girlfriend is sketchy yeah. and how to know that. That's pretty yeah. much what you get when you Google the red flags. <laughs> you Google jazz core friction and you got to go through a whole page of our stuff before you get to anything else. And, and also it's kind of a, it almost sounds like it is the name of a genre and it's tough to explain how we play things. And I think just the name of the band, like, kind of stuff you guys play it's, it's jazz core friction so 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I I really I've really uh it, I it was I was obviously skeptical uh, with change, you know, all any kind of change. I'm skeptical, but I'm really starting to fall in love with it as time progresses. We've had it for a few months now, and I really I really like it. Good, good. That's dope. Um, I like that with the name change, you are kind of like um, you're you're claiming a phrase to to feel represented by and uh, a phrase that you guys made up and you sound your band sounds like exactly how the name is supposed to sound so um no i i i dig that approach a lot and i mean yeah it's um i can tell from listening to your guys record that you're clearly influenced by a lot of different things so um oh, yeah man for sure uh so the 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 friction is definitely emphasized there. <laughs> um, so you want to talk a little bit about, so you picked up the bassist, Abby. Um, I'd yep. love to hear kind of about how that, uh, how you guys uh, got in cahoots with her. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, uh, we were, uh, we had a roommate filling in for bass at the time, Luke, but uh, we played Milwaukee Punk Fest and she discovered us there. Mm. Um, and Luke, he was already in several other bands and he was a temp and he was kind of swamped. He couldn't make all of our gigs that we had scheduled. So we were still looking for a full timer. And um, Abby saw us at Punk Fest um, and liked us. And uh, she friend requested me and hit me up. And she said she has a bass and she's been playing it for like six months and she wants to find a band. And um. The fact that she was inexperienced uh, didn't really bother me. The fact that she really, really wanted to do it uh, was mm. what got my attention. And uh, I decided, you know, we pretty much just for the time being until she gets on her, until she gets her feet wet, she can just kind of follow Gabe on what, on what we do. And when she gets, when she gets to the point where she ha she gets good enough to where she's doing her own freedoms, uh we'll let her do that and now she's doing that after two years almost three years of playing with us she's at a point where she can lay down her own parts she can make songs she can do all the stuff and uh i i couldn't be more happy with the fit just because of her drive alone um and her willingness to practice twice a week every week day in day out come all the way to our house she lives out in jefferson so it's not a it's not like it's an easy hike for her so her dedication is really just the the biggie for me and i couldn't appreciate that and appreciate that enough we've uh we've bet we've had four bass players i think prior to her and none of them lasted this long so it's just it's been an honor playing with her so yeah that's dope like she her her dedication to it like kind of proved that she 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 was gonna figure it out one way or another like and that's that's how you know you're with you're with the right person there um so right, that's dope. Right. i mean I, I i like the lack of experience combined with wanting to do something like because it's just going to be that right there is a recipe for exponential improvement and if you're six months in like what better way to get the hang of things by just throwing you right into a band you know just throw it throw throw it right into the pit and just start going on it so yeah, yeah that, that worked out for all of us so 
yeah, totally. Like it, it becomes a really, you quickly have to like, you know, develop that self-discipline, but you're oh. also having fun doing it and you're with people that, you know, trust you and vice versa. Oh, yeah. Well, and playing gigs and then going into studios and playing with a click track. That's not a, it's not a fucking picnic. It's, it's a, it's a pain. And I mean, she just, she just rode with it, struggled through it, rode with it. Now it's, now it's like butter for her, you know, it's, oh, yeah. that's awesome. It's a quick learner. <laughs> good. That's good. Um, in terms of like what you and your brother listen to, um, so like how, how do you guys, how are you like tastefully, like how would you compare yourself to your brother? Um, man, that's a good question. We have a lot musically in common, but we do have our differences. Um, Gabe is kind of going, currently is kind of going more down a pop route. Mm. And um, we are both just super digging into hip hop right now, though, like crazily. Like we, uh, I uh, was reading, this is super random, but I was reading a This Day in History sort of this day in music history article thingy that I saw and it was like five years ago to the day in 2015 Grandmaster Flash got his car accidentally stolen or something like that and they said Grandmaster Flash is one of the pioneers of hip-hop and then I looked him up and I thought that Chiggity Check Yourself song was its own song but it's a remix of a Grandmaster Flash beat from that from there we watched uh, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. And ever since then, we've just been like listening to rap and hip hop like from all eras and just been having a blast. So um, that's a lot of what Gabe's been doing and uh, along with the pop realm. But um, I kind of, I'm not as much of like a musical freak as he is. I kind of like my stuff and I like to stick with my stuff more often than that. And um when we're in the middle of creating music, I don't even, I, I'm not even as fond of listening to music as I normally am because we're in the middle of making our stuff and I, I hear it on the radio and I'm like, oh man, listen to how finished that is. Oh my gosh, it's so done. And I just, just like, ah, just can't listen to music right now. Just, let's go watch stand-up comedians or football stuff or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm usually kind of turning more towards that when we're creating music just because I, I can't even, super explain why i think it's just the fact that our stuff isn't quite out yet but i don't want to sound bitter in that sense but but yeah i mean gabe gabe is much more of a music nerd like he'll he'll come home and he'll turn on music videos and just watch those on repeat and i'll i'd, I'd like to come home and if we're if i were gonna consume content it'd be sports or something different <laughs> but yeah um, gabe so i'd say gabe has a way wider variety of uh taste than i do not saying that i don't love music i mean obviously i i'm a huge fan of it but yeah gabe gabe definitely has the wider horizon i know what you mean yeah for sure um well if you're super into hip-hop now um there's a lot of great milwaukee hip-hop uh that i hope uh i hope you've either been listening to or are down to get into Oh, uh, well, that a little of been listening to and a lot of down to. Um, we actually just put out uh, 
two collab tracks with a local Janesville rapper. His name is Jonathan Benish. Oh, um, is that the Mid City Kid? The Mid City Kid. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. He's um, I think he did a track with uh, 608 Trace last summer. Um, who's from Beloit? Oh, okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm familiar. I saw you guys did that video recently. Yeah, and we're doing another one. We have two audio tracks out in a music video, and then we're doing the music video for the other audio soon. But yeah, um, as far as Milwaukee hip-hop goes, I hate to say it, but I haven't really gotten my hands into it. I, I, uh, I should. I totally should. But yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things that we, we, we've been in a freaking studio for the last four months, and then, then I got, had a full-time job. But I, I, I really do got to consume consume uh more more musical content especially uh especially local i got you if you if you want artists i i got you uh because there's, there's some really really dope wordsmiths out here i believe on facebook i i am friends with a guy named jason denku miller yeah tayamo denku yeah is that a is that a milwaukee artist yeah yeah he's like okay, one I, of the most I, prolific I've dabbled, I've dabbled in a few of his tunes. I, I, I really enjoy it. I really do. I, yeah, it's one of those things though. I just got to kind of crawl into the scene because I, like I say, I, I love it. And I, I think our genre, it's not weird if our genre ever collaborates or collides with it. I think it's actually a good fit. Totally. Yeah. Well, we can always uh, follow up on that conversation in the future. Um, I can give you some good albums uh, to uh, get into for sure. Um, um, but uh, speaking of Milwaukee music, um, so that's kind of a, a good point I've noticed. So I noticed when you guys went, you know, when shows were still going on, like, like you guys played in Milwaukee a fair amount. Um, so were you always like you've always just been in Janesville? You never like lived in Milwaukee for a time? No, no. Okay. Went went there a lot, but sure. Yeah. And I mean that's that's a common thing with a lot of like exurbs or boonies um in the southeast Wisconsin area, southern Wisconsin in general. Like sure. A lot of people come from, you know, those smaller towns to and it shows and to me that's all that all encompasses Milwaukee music because if you're coming here to play a lot of shows then I would consider you part of our music scene well and that's what I felt too I felt like Milwaukee was like the first people to really take us in and welcome us into their sort of community um I really felt like I was part of the Milwaukee scene when we were all playing shows there like no one was ever impolite or anything like that everyone was very uh open and ready to listen to our stuff uh, as far as uh, venue owners venue workers bands artists everyone every, everyone was just very welcome and and as far as booking as far as booking uh you know people um milwaukee was one of the first to do that for us too it took us a long time to bust into madison shows and it took us a long time to bust into you know anything outside of that even even Green Bay, you know, or even even out outside places like that where we tried to branch out to. Milwaukee was the first place, so yeah, no, I couldn't appreciate that more. Them taking us in. Hey, dude, good, good. 
I, I like to think so. I like to think that uh, there's a oh, good nature. Yeah. Um, what have been uh, what have been some bands you've played with, like uh, that you've you know developed a relationship with out here? Um, I'd say uh, Drop Air Collective. Uh, oh, yeah. The Nasty Boys. The Cyrus Nasty Boys. Cyrus, you said the nasty. The Nasty Boys. Yes. Dude, so nasty, man. Those guys. <laughs> I held a guitar. I held a bass player up on my shoulders with his with his uh uh just that one fabric in between yep the, the life and his package yeah that was on the back that was on the back of my head and i was running around with <laughs> on my shoulder while he was playing a song <laughs> dude those guys yeah those guys were on the show a little over a year ago now and yeah. they got me so fucked up dude they brought like a whole jug of like jungle juice it was like <laughs> It was like fruit fruit punch with like a whole bottle of vodka in it or some shit. And we had a, it was so much fun, dude. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. And uh, we took our clothes off for the episode. It was grand. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Nasty Boys are great. Um, and then in Drop Air Collective, Mark Soriano is a friend of mine. He's really He's talented. a good guy. Yeah. Yep. He, uh, we, we played with Akko too. Um, that's how I, that's how I met Mark originally, Mark and Gabby. And then, uh, he went on to do all kinds of other stuff, which awesome for him. He is such a natural musician, Mark. Yeah. And such a sweetheart for sure. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Well, that's dope. That's dope. Um, yeah, well, when shows come back, we'll get you back out here in full force. Uh, no, we will. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe I'll... Maybe I'll try to do this. Not as not the same thing, but at least try to get you a little tipsy, bring some booze over or something. <laughs> hey, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> um, we're making do right now, but yeah, yeah. well, hey, we got to do what we got to do. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that's yeah. I guess that leads us to um, let's talk about the new record that's coming out in two weeks now. Um, so Hemapines, obviously, I did a press release about it. So I've listened to it. I did my best to, you know, do justice of, of like what you guys are tackling. Got to give it to you now to take it away with uh, just kind of what the process, I know you guys recorded it up in Oshkosh. So talk a little bit about like um, what you envisioned just with this project and like what real statement you wanted to make with it. Sure. Um, yeah, I, when we, uh, when we make songs, we, uh, we start with the music and we make the music, the main focal point. Um, a lot of times our lyrics after that come from a personal level, um, and try to relate to other people through our personal experiences. But, um, with, with just how last year was, um, we, we, we almost felt like we couldn't have, um, lyrics that connected with, uh, social aspects and political aspects of life. Um, just because it's just all that was being talked about and all that was being felt economically too. I mean, I, I was taking a, me and Gabe were struggling with rent for a couple months there in the summertime when everything got shut down and. So like that, uh, during that time when we weren't working, that was when we were making these songs. So it was just tough not to make 
a social and political and economic sort of standpoint going into it. And uh, yeah, uh, so so that kind of explains the the political stuff behind it. Um, as far as uh, the music goes, we uh, are always trying to mess around with our structural stuff. But um, but yeah, no, I, I yeah we like we say it's usually a very musical standpoint from us and it always almost almost always starts with the music but yeah we we wanted to make a statement lyrically with this record and um normally our records are just a strain of songs just kind of piled into a cd but um we decided to make each song cohesive as cohesive as possible with one another um and uh yeah Yeah, it's kind of hard to like, I mean, I, I don't make music, so I can't speak firsthand, but just from what I would gather, I mean, it's kind of hard for any, like, unless you were like, you took the time the pandemic to finish something you were already working on, like pre-COVID, it's like when you're working on new stuff, like, I mean, how could what's going on in the world not inspire, like, that um, that creative instinct, you know, like it's, our lives have been significantly altered in so many ways, you know, there's so much absurdity and uncertainty, ambiguity, just yeah. these, fu these fucking clowns uh, that, you know, got put in charge to like solve this shit. Like it, it's going to be something that will have a lot of long-term coping effects. And so sure. it's kind of like when you're writing a new record in this time, like, you know, it's like, how can it not be politically charged? Like, I, I think that, um, like, especially cause you guys are like a loud, gritty rock and roll band. So I, I think a lot of musicians um, got kind of put in the same position, probably had a very similar perspective yeah yeah and we we still wanted to you know i don't want to say not make it blatantly that way like we we tried to word it as not we, we didn't want to sound like we were extremely angry and we also wanted to uh have positivity come about with it too so a lot, one of the songs that I made, it, it began with kind of just talking about a lot of the social problems and then it ended with what I do to cope with it and what I do to try to be some kind of a change that I want to see. Um, so that's kind of how I end, ended this, one of the songs that I wrote lyrics for, um, just kind of trying to do it on some kind of a positive note because that's probably one of the first things we all need in, in, in times like this is just, uh, you know, positivity to a, a, at least at the end, you know, <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, you're, you're, a, you're, you're, you'd call yourself a social activist. You're part of a, a, an organization, correct? Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> I'm uh, oh, right on. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. No, I'm a, like, and I say that like affectionately. I'm I'm a hardcore socialist. It's beautiful. No, I mean it's just been there. And and lyrics, when me and Gabe are making lyrics, it's very emotional. You know, it's 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 a kind of a just a just an emotional process. And 
it doesn't take, it doesn't happen overnight either. But yeah, I mean, it, it, with just how the month by the month last year just layered itself up, it just, it just got more and more emotional and the lyrics just, just kept coming. So that, yeah. Yeah. No, as, as a, as an activist, as yourself, you know, it's, it was a very emotional song. Yeah. Dude, I mean, unpredictable unpredictability was never so terrifying. Oh, that was the worst part about it was just how uncertain everything was. Right. What 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 else? What's gonna happen next? You know, like mm-hmm. um, exactly. even yeah. after these vaccinations, you know, what's gonna happen after that? Who the hell knows? Right. Um, so so Jonah, you know, this question is gonna um come up in the future. So I you knew it was coming. Um, the title of the record, uh, you want to explain? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, I knew I was gonna have to answer it at some point. Uh, so, um, let me just rewind. We were, we had just put out our single in an effort to promote the EP that's coming out. It's called lesser of two. And the lyrics to the chorus is, uh, We've got to go out and use a system that makes us pick the lesser of two dicks. So essentially it was picking between, well, like in current times, it's Trump and Biden, but I mean, it's been going on picking the lesser of two dicks. Yeah. It's it's in like in South Park, like it's a giant douche versus a turd sandwich. Yes. Yes. Douche and turd. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, and we watch a lot of South Park. Who knows what has inspired us from South Park that we've uh, put into songs? Who, who even knows? Like, probably a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a South Park loyalist, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do. Uh, oh, the pandemic, the pandemic special, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was dying. I was dying. I watched the Good. premiere. I, was, I couldn't. I was choking. Yeah. Yeah, same. I watched that shit when I was drunk as shit. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> like it was like vintage, like season nine South Park quality. Like it was good. Like so yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Um, so the lyric to the single that we put out in the chorus was, "We've got to go out and pick the lesser of two dicks." And uh, <laughs> I'd say not a week later, me and Gabe are at work, and this coworker says, "Uh." hey, do you guys know that snakes have two penises? And like, I thought it was a weird opening statement. Like, it's normally like, hello, how are you? Yeah. Like, do you guys know that snakes have two penises? So I was weirded out by like that initial statement. And then also like, I was stunned. Like, what? I, I did not know that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of just like, I'm... I was weirdly interested in weird shit like that. So I went ahead and Googled it. Like, cause I didn't, I was like, bullshit. I was like, do snakes have two penises? Sure enough, they have two penises and they're called hemipenes. Hmm. And I was like, hemipenes, that's a cool word. And then we're representing lesser of two, the lesser of two dicks. And then, yeah, there we go. Then hemipenes was born. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I and then, any anybody that asks the question, it's gonna be like, yeah, it's the two penises on a snake. And then it's like, listen to Lesser of Two. It's 
they're kind of it's it's not even like tightly connected it doesn't form into one idea it's still kind of two separate ideas but i just yeah i i just like it yeah oh. no, it's it's creative it's very creative a lot of people think twice when they see it but people that ask and if they google hemipenes i did this too i googled hemipenes and it comes up as hemipenis <laughs> So now I'm even happier about naming it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would be interesting. Google search history of anyone that looks that up. Like, what are you looking at these days? Yeah. yeah like we we <laughs> we we're probably not going to be able to play weddings anymore. But yeah, yeah. like we were playing, I feel like we we're playing weddings in the first place anyway. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, so we're playing at orders, you know, and sabbatic, and you know. Yeah. Places hey, that, love, that, that love the idea of singing about two dicks <laughs> yeah at quarters you're gonna fit right in baby <laughs> um, yeah so so um in terms of like this so there's in terms of like the songs and the lyrical content um you know like what do you feel like you're most proud of personally with this record um I would just, I would have to go with the, uh, the lead guitar and then just the structuring that we did with the music. Um, I'm very proud of the lyrical content, but um, like I say, uh, me, me and Gabe, when we practice, we just, we just play. And that's what we spend 90% of our songwriting hours into. And even, even when we made, we, we had made a couple of the songs before the pandemic even happened. And we were just so proud of these songs. Uh, I mean, not not just as far as like riffs, but uh, just structuring them. And and we felt really really good about the detailing and the intricacies that we put in. And then um, and then just the studio experience um, that we had. I was very very nitpicky about the drums this time around, and I'm usually passive. And I got over that hump, and I was very nitpicky about all the little details that I had that I couldn't hear in the record, I was very nitpicky about having them stand out and being turned up in mixes. And it's, it's exactly what I wanted. It, it was, it was everything I imagined and more as far as like just the musical intricacies. And then the leads that Gabe laid down was just phenomenal. Um, Abby had a special new pedal going into the recording and just the mix just blows my mind every time I hear it. I just am so happy with, with just the musical intricacies that came from this, this record. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely gotta be that. Um, but lyrics too, I, I do gotta give uh, Gabe props. He wrote about, I'd say 70% of the lyrics. And uh, I'm, I couldn't be more happy with uh, the stance that we took and the different approach that we took. Um, going into it and uh I, I i'm guaranteeing you that we're going to be having a lot more songs that are going to be be along the same lines um not like full-blown like rage against the machine as much as i love those guys but um I, yeah i just i just i really enjoyed <clears throat> making lyrics that kind of just went to more of a political and social sort of standpoint i i had a blast doing that too so yeah just just all of it, man. I I really uh, I really feel good about the record. I really do. I'm I'm excited about it. Yeah, dude. I mean, I 
obviously listen to it and it's great. And uh, I'm excited to share it with uh, the Milwaukee community. Um, it's, uh, yeah, and it just, it's, it excites us for, you know, seeing a jazz core friction set when shows are a thing again, bringing some of these songs to life um, in person. Absolutely. Very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah, dude, I like, we were just talking about this on the writer's room this past week, Alan and I, we were saying that like, dude, rock music in Southeast Wisconsin is so far from dead. You know, like there's so many great oh. bands out here. And like, it's people are killing it right now in the rock scene. Yeah, um, I'm very happy to see uh, people jumping on the new unique opportunities that have come from not playing live shows. Um, me, me personally, uh, without live shows being around, we were doing them every weekend. It was tough to create time to get into a studio and make songs on a regular basis, but in today's music industry, it's more important than anything to have at least a single come out on a monthly or every other month basis. Um, so it's going to be a juggling act when live shows come back, but I am, I, I couldn't be more happy with the new variety of things that I've learned with music marketing without shows. It's, it's been a, an amazing, it's been an amazing hump. And um, I can see all the other local artists just excelling too and and make working with what they have with the pandemic going on and i couldn't be more proud of the music community that we're in i i couldn't be more proud it's it's phenomenal to see all the all the work ethics that are going on like you say in the in the south wisconsin region it's just it's crazy it's it's far from dead people people uh, outside of wisconsin probably have different opinions but they're, they're gonna visit and they're gonna find out that they're wrong you know yeah oh yeah absolutely um yeah, uh, some of the best shows I've seen have been the energetic rock shows that we miss so much. So, um, yeah, Jonah, dude, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, this was fun to talk to you about the record, talk to you about Jazz Core Friction, uh, just uh, how you guys have grown, how you guys have evolved, uh, a little bit about Janesville's scene, and um I have two final questions for you, which sure. I ask everyone on the way out. Of course. Uh, Jonah, what keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Let's see. Um, I would have to go with... Um, <laughs> Gabe's snoring. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then also, I would have to say, um, this is a, that's a really good question. I'm trying to, uh, so yeah, like, like Gabe snoring and then definitely, um, uh, working, having to go to work in the morning. That's definitely one. What, oh, yeah. keeps, me up at, what keeps me up at night? Um, yeah, I've always, and it's not my particular job right now. I've always just had a resentment for any job that I've had in the past, because I'm not quite, I'm not, I, I'm not quite at that magical point where I'm paying all my bills and reinvesting into my merchandise with my music. So I still kind of got to work. So I've always kind of had a resentment for work, I guess. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to say that just, just having, having to have a job in general. 
Yeah. I, I love my I love my job that I have, but that in general, just not being able to not being able to do it purely with music. Yeah. One day it'll happen. I know that, but that that is that is what keeps me up. Yeah. What I what mean, more can I what more can I do to get into the right direction of not being able to work and just paying my bills with my music? Yeah. I'm in a similar boat about work. I mean, I've always hated having bosses. Like I like have always felt undervalued, underappreciated at work in the past. And um that's why like I want to work extra hard this year to see if like I can make this music journalism thing a full-time thing. You know, like oh, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's uh it's gonna be, I mean, it's a lot of work, of course, but you know, I, I feel that though. I mean, we're just by default, like we're, we're just the, the beacons of exploited labor, um, in, in like, and I think that this past year with all the failures to implement proper stimulus relief see how other countries are doing it too compared to compared to that it's just crazy to see yeah yeah and i think it showed it it showed the, the past year showed the true colors of like you know capitalism and whatnot but that's for another day the second question is <laughs> uh what puts you to sleep what puts me to sleep um as far as a simple answer um Tele having the television on i need i need some kind of noise for sure but then also um what puts me to sleep is the fact that i do i do have a job that i really like and i'm very grateful for it and um i i work at a day facility for uh from um, uh adults that are in need in various different ways and um with the pandemic it's cut down from 30 in the clientele population to eight and there's probably about 11 staff and uh the company that i work for is still keeping us going with the staff even outnumbering the consumers and um i'm extremely grateful for that so i guess i can say that i'm extremely grateful that i have a a, a, a steady source of income coming from my job and full-time work um even in these trying times so i guess I guess that right there is something that makes me very grateful, makes me a little bit more at ease. Good. Well, uh, that, yeah, no, that is a sense of comfort that I have not had really, <laughs> um, but. It's, it's, it's been super tough, man. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, if I just, I just hope, uh, you know, uh, we we've been we've been trying to do benefit stuff for you know uh, venues that are kind of going under and and uh, workers that are going under. We we kind of did a couple things for some local uh, homeless uh, uh, local homeless shelters because it's just kind of been a time where people need it now more than ever. And yeah, I mean, even the average guy that's normally working is, is just kind of a lot in a lot of the ways in a lot of ways just kind of stranded without a paddle. You know, it's kind of been really tough yeah man well luckily i did do my taxes and i'm getting a decent return so that'll keep me afloat for a little bit <laughs> um thanks again jonah this is fun yeah it's been a lot of fun man
Um, so expect me to be uh, going through you for press release stuff in the future because we plan to be, like I say, doing stuff on a doing singles on a monthly basis. We're hoping so. Great. Yeah, we're 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 excited, and um, I I really appreciate the things that you've done for us uh, promotionally for sure. Hey man, glad to help, man. I thank you for hiring me to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, for everyone watching, Jazzcore Friction Hemipenes coming out February twenty fourth. Uh, be sure to listen, and uh, it'll um it'll be on Breaking and Entering, of course, and uh. Yeah, everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> yes. Um, so thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.